clarification. Isaiah 7.14 from the New Revised Standard Version. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Young woman is a translation of the Hebrew word Alma, which means young woman. The Hebrew word for virgin is Betula. Matthew 1, 22 and 23, again from the New Revised Standard Version. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Virgin is a translation of the Greek word parthenos. It can mean virgin or unmarried daughter. In Matthew 1, 23, virgin is an acceptable translation of the Greek. However, Matthew is quoting from the prophet Isaiah. Matthew's translation from Hebrew to Greek is wrong. Let's be totally fair. The writer of Matthew was using a Greek translation of the Old Testament called the Septuagint. In the Septuagint, Isaiah 7:14 uses the word Parthenos to translate Alma. So it's more accurate to say that the writers of the Septuagint got it wrong. But I must be fair, again, the rabbis who translated the Hebrew into Greek to make the Septuagint didn't think they got it wrong. They decided after debate and consultation with one another that Alma and Parthenos are accurate translations of each other. Some agree, some disagree. I disagree. And let me be fair one more time. Parthenos can be translated as virgin in English, but does not have to be. In Genesis 34, Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, was raped. The one who raped her then wanted to marry her. You can read more about the whole incident in Genesis 34. But for now, I want you to remember this. The victimized, the survivor, Dinah, is referred to as Nahara, young girl, and Yalda, also young girl in Hebrew, but Parthenos in Greek. And let me wrap up this little controversial lesson with this. I think that the writer of Matthew knew the difference in the Hebrew and the Greek, but chose to use the word that we translate as virgin in almost every English translation of the Bible because it fit the agenda. That agenda is that even though other religions have claimed virgin births for their deities and prophets, this time it really happened. It's important to spell it out and be sure that it was prophesied and that it is a huge deal. There's a significant piece of biblical evidence, however, that the early church neither thought of nor cared about the details surrounding Jesus' birth at all. It comes from Paul. Before Matthew was written, in the earliest of the birth narratives, Paul says this in Galatians 4, 4 and 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. Jesus was born of a woman, just like everyone else. The early church wasn't too, if at all, concerned with the idea of virgin birth. And Matthew 1.23 is at worst a flawed translation and at best a controversial one that does not have full agreement among Bible scholars. If Jesus had been born of a young woman instead of a virgin, wouldn't that mess the whole sinless thing up? Let's think on that. 
Here's how the reasoning goes. Jesus had to be born of a virgin so that he would be free from original sin. If he had been born in the usual way, then the original sin that is in all humans would have been in him. God couldn't have Jesus start with original sin and still be sinless. He had to be totally sinless. And by being born of a virgin, things got started off on the right track. And he had to have God as his father instead of an earthly father because God can't be the father of someone who was conceived in the regular way. Let me respond to that original sin. Because Adam and Eve sin, sin is in all of humanity. We have all sinned and fall short of God's glory. It is something that is in all humans. But the Bible doesn't say that by one man's sin, sin was brought on everyone else. It says this in Romans 5, 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all because all have sinned. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 21 and 22, for since death came through a human being, the resurrection of the dead has also come through a human being. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. Sin came into the world and it brought death. Everyone dies. The Adam and Eve story doesn't explain original sin or ancestral sin. Sin is not something we are born with. It is something we all do. But it has nothing to do with how we are conceived. I know that we all sin. But until we sin, we haven't sinned. Many Bible smarty pants folks disagree. Many agree. And the concept of original sin didn't take shape until more than 100 years after Jesus died. There's also the idea that Jesus had to be born of a virgin because God couldn't have someone infected with original sin and still be sinless. And there's the idea that God can't be the father of someone who was conceived in the regular way. Seriously? The words God couldn't or God can't don't belong together. An important part of Christianity is the idea that God gets to do what God does. There's no couldn't or can't involved. Bring Jesus into the world through a virgin birth? Yeah. Accomplish things in another way? Sure. But if we ever think or utter or write or preach that there is some kind of God can't in the Jesus story or any other story, that makes us more powerful than God. Human beings can accomplish something that God can't. Our thoughts are more true than God's. Christianity isn't about limiting God. It's about experiencing the limitlessness of God. There's something freeing in all of that. What you think, what you believe doesn't limit what God can do. Disagree with me? It doesn't limit what God does. Think the virgin birth narrative is a lie? It doesn't limit what God does. Think it's true? It doesn't limit what God does. Have questions about everything? It doesn't limit what God does. Believe it all? It doesn't limit what God does. Believe nothing? It doesn't limit what God does. Christmas is almost here. God sent Jesus into the world. He was born. He had humble, poor beginnings. He is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Jesus lived a real human life, joy, sorrow, pleasure, 
pain, hunger, thirst, exhaustion. He taught and he healed. He raised the dead. He spoke of good news for the poor. He forgave sins. He told us to love God and to love everyone. He was crucified. He died. He rose again. He came to give us life to the fullest. Great story. Let's celebrate that version. Amen.